Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Okay, does this sound like you? You either love dating, or you think you suck at dating, or you want to skip right to the relationship and forget the whole dating. I mean, whatever statement I just said that sounds like you, you need to listen to this podcast. It's super fun and different than I think a lot of people talk about because what I am going to highlight today is that there are real phases to dating. I mean, a lot of people talk about phases in relationships, right? But not too many people talk about phases in dating and it's crucial. In fact, I would say this is even more important than understanding relationship phases because this sets the tone for your relationship later on. So you need to be aware of phases of dating so that you can get clear on what it is that you want, what you want in a partnership, what you want in a relationship, and all of that. So, of course, I'm going to start you off with a personal story because all of these things came out of my personal journey, as you can hear and tell. All right. So the first thing that happened to me right after divorce is that, you know, I had been married for 10 years. Before that, I was in the relationship with my ex-husband for five years. So dating was all new to me and i describe it often as being plopped on a new planet and i'm looking before me and i see these aliens of what are called men and i was supposed to know what and how to date like what to do with them how to date and I had no clue. Well, someone had told me that I should go online. Now, back in the day, this was all starting to be really popular. Online dating was kind of novice at the time, and a lot of the online sites were popping up. So I decided that would be a great way just to get my feet wet. I wasn't really clear that I wanted to date at the time, but I thought, you know what, maybe I'll just try it and see what's out there. So I did. I put on a profile, I think it was J-Date at the time, and I laugh now because I think I did everything wrong. What I tell clients to do now, I know I didn't do. I put a zillion pictures up. I don't think every picture painted me in the best light, but I put it up. And so as I was navigating the online kind of um, warfare, if you will, I started getting requests and I started talking to men. Well, there was this one particular guy, his name is Josh. And if Josh is listening, hi Josh, because he is his, a special person to me now. Um, when I first got in touch with him, we started you know, talking online, chatting online. Then we finally started talking on the phone and I have to say, we had the best time just talking and I was laughing. He made me laugh and gosh, I hadn't laughed for a very long time. So it was just what the doctor ordered and I was really loving our conversations. And finally, we set a date to meet. So we meet and we had a great time. And I could tell by the end of the date, he was feeling something more and wanting something more than I did. 
And he said, well, you know, I had so much fun and do you want to go out again? And I said, I do with hesitation. And he's like, well, what's the hesitation? I really feel like we have something here. And he was kind of like really <laughs> excited about it. And I looked at him and my eyes welled with tears and I burst into crying. And he looked at me and he said, you know, normally I'd be offended, but I really like you. What's that all about? I said, well, I'm so sorry. I, I just realized something. I realized that I don't really want to date right now, but I sure could use a friend and a guy friend. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? You're cool. And I like you. I accept. And from that moment on, Josh became my best friend and we would go on hikes together and we would talk about, you know, later on, I was ready to date and we would kind of give each other advice and, it was an important part of my journey. And what I really got clear on from that moment on was that I was not ready to date. I just needed to be social. I needed to have practice being friends with men, having male energy around me and understanding what that meant to me. Because if I had dove into something at that time, it would not have been healthy and nor would it have been fair to Josh. So what I really want to talk about today is getting clear on what it is that you want and understanding those phases in dating because it's crucial. It really will set the precedent for, you know, your future relationships and your future dates. So if you are aware of the phase of dating, you will get clear on what you want. And why that's so important is because if you don't have that clarity and you just kind of go into something and you're not realizing what it is that you want, you may be attracting, you know, maybe people who have, you know, different intentions than you, unhealthy relationships, you kind of lose your focus on who you are. And I've seen that with my clients time and time again. Um, I have seen a lot of my clients and heard stories where, you know, they get out of the divorce and they want a Band-Aid. And so they get right back into relationship mode because that's what they're comfortable in. And they find themselves attracting the same pattern of men that they got away from in the first place because they didn't really work on their stuff. And so when you have clarity and you take each of these phases at a great pace, you're able to look at yourself and what it is that you need to change to create something different. I mean, usually a relationship ends because something is not working and you can't change other people. All you can do is look at yourself and say, okay, what is it that I need to do to do something to create a different pattern, to get a different result? And so that's why this is so crucial. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, well, I suck at it all. Like phase or no phase, like how important is this anyway? I just wanna, you know, get out there and learn how to date. But the truth is, if you knew which phase that you were good at and which phase that was challenging, then you would know what you need to do. So I want to go over the different phases in dating. And I think this is really helpful. So take notes. 
um, and think about also your dates and how it relates to your life. Okay, so the first phase is what I call courting. I mean, you know, a lot of people call this the game, the cat and mouse chase, if you will. But if you stop thinking of it as a game and thinking of it more like having fun, dating yourself, I tell clients that all the time. I said, you know what? Stop thinking about dating the person in front of you. Actually go in a date and date yourself. Like, what is it that you like? How much fun can you have? Flirt, be light. Don't get into it where there's too much, too soon, too fast, where you're in this like heavy relationship conversation because that'll make the guy run or the girl run every single time. It's too much. It should be light. Okay, so that's the first phase. The second phase is what I call pure dating. Now, this is when maybe you've been dating two, three months, and there's some consistency with this person. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're committed, nor should it, because you always kind of have to keep your eye on the ball as you're dating, but you're pacing it out nicely, you're taking notes, a lot of times I call this data dating, right? Like you're collecting data about the person. You're looking at the chemistry that you have. I do this whole chemistry analysis with people and it's really helpful looking at the different domains of what chemistry is in this phase so that you can determine, is this a healthy partner for you? But you're not locking each other in yet. You're taking your time and understanding yourself in the process. And then the final phase is what I call the committed relationship. Now, hopefully there's, you know, there's movement towards that and there is mutuality with that. And this always gets to be the hard part, right? Like sometimes women ask me, well, should I say something to the guy or, you know, and the men kind of get gun shy and when they have that conversation, but it's different for everybody. I don't think that is black or white. I think there's different people who have different timelines. And especially if, you know, if you're in your 20s, that's going to be a different timeline than say if you're in your 40s and the intensity at which you date. So that's the other thing. I and mean, there's some people who live farther away from one another. There are people who live close to one another. And that will also determine the pace of the relationship. But here's the thing that I find people who are strong in one phase usually fall short in another. And what I mean by that is if you're the kind of person who's really good at the game, so to speak, quote unquote, and you love having fun and you can attract the opposite sex, no problem. And in fact, you prefer that. But then when it comes to a committed relationship, that is something that gets a little bit harder for you. And then you have to take a look at, well, what's that about? Conversely, if you're really relationship-minded and you hate the whole beginning phase, you can be great at that relationship part because you make the person feel, you know, really good and you know how to do that thing. When it comes to the courting and flirting and, and keeping it light, that gets more difficult. So once you know where you, where you fall and you can even rate yourself in these phases, then you know which phase you need to work in. I'll give you two quick stories around this. So I worked with this woman. Um, she actually flew in to do an intensive with me. She's from Canada. And after getting a good history, 
I realized with her that she was a complete relationship girl. Um, not only was she a relationship girl, but every time she would fall into relationships with narcissistic men. And what we kind of uncovered in her history is that her dad was completely narcissistic parent. And so she kept replicating that pattern by picking men who were like her father. Now, she wasn't aware of this at the time. She just knew that it was something that felt familiar. So she never got used to just dating lightly. Every time she met a guy, she would kind of fall into it, but then she would lose herself in the process. Now she knew how to make men feel, you know, really good. And she was a great audience. She was an awesome listener, very nurturing and caretaking, but so much so that she lost herself in the process of that. And she didn't have a voice. So she didn't, you know, speak up. She didn't you know, state her opinions. She didn't share her feelings about things. So fast forward, every time the relationship progressed, she ended up feeling like it was lopsided, where the guys really didn't care about her and it was all about them. But in reality, she set that precedent from the very get-go because she was a great audience for these guys. So that was her pattern. And I had to really teach her how to keep it light in the beginning and flirt and get to know herself in that process and pace things out. And I'm happy to say months later, she was so excited. She finally attracted a guy who guess what? Wasn't a narcissist because she was able to slow down. Conversely, there was another example of a woman that I worked with. Now she was the opposite. She knew how to get the guy, no problem in the beginning. Like, in fact, every time she would go out to a party, to social setting on a first date, she would have guys drooling over her. She knew exactly how to flirt, to keep him interested, to kind of have that little mystery about her. And she was super fun. But then when it came to the more committed part, that's when you know, things got really hard. And in fact, what she found is that the pattern of men that she was attracting were emotionally unavailable. Guys who just were kind of keeping it light themselves as well. So in her mind, she was determining that all guys are just emotionally unavailable. Well, but the truth of the matter is, is that she set that up because she wasn't emotionally available. She wasn't sharing a lot about herself and keeping things you know, at bay, if you will. And again, happy to say after she broke her pattern and realizing which phase was difficult for her, she attracted a great guy. In fact, they're engaged right now. So I have hundreds of stories like this, but I wanted to really highlight those two examples as um, how important it is to be aware of the phase of dating so you can get clear on what it is that you want. So again, you have phase one is the courting, keeping it light. Phase two is dating consistently, but you're not committed. You're really collecting data in this phase. And phase three, you're into a committed situation. All right, now is my favorite part of the show. It's what would I do? And this is where I answer your questions. And also remember, you can go to my website, seltzerstyle.com. And please give me some questions. I love this stuff. In fact, hopefully in shows to come, I am going to be answering a lot of these live, but I would love for any questions that you have.
Okay, so today we have a, quest, a, a question from Jenny. She says, hi, Kimberly. I'm 39 years old, living in New York, and I feel like I'm, I just suck at dating. I have been going on dates from guys I met online. I love them all as people, and we deeply connect. We share our life stories, and I'm in the media, so I'm super good with people. Well, sort of. <laughs> but they fall in love with me all the time. And then I realize they're not for me. I think that I feel like I'm connecting almost too deeply, too soon. And then I feel guilty. And then I stay in this relationship because then I convince myself, well, hey, I must be broken because I'm choosing the wrong men. So I better stay in it to see if there's something there but I can't see it. So I drive myself crazy, being so wishy-washy, not trusting myself. So then I string them along on a few more dates. And then they say, hey, no more. Guess what? Not attracted to you. And then I get so freaking upset. So now I'm not dating at all because I feel like I don't know how I suck at dating. Help, Jenny. Okay, so that was a really great question, a long question, but I think one that's typical that I hear a lot. So first of all, Jenny, I just wanna say, this is such a common thing and I feel your pain. I know that you're, you're trying to do the right thing by keep dating these guys and you've had you know, some bad experiences and there's been a pattern of these men who you know, fall into you really fast, but then they leave. So I get it and I get why you're not trusting yourself, but here's the truth. If you don't slow down and pace things out, you will continue to get lost in the men that you want. And it's not the men, it's you. Okay, these men, by the way, are gonna continue walking on this earth for as long as we live. They're all over the place. <laughs> but all we can do is focus on you and changing something so that you attract something different. I think what you're having a hard time with is that you really are not pacing yourself and you're giving the guys too much, too soon, too fast and you're not letting men earn you. So then you attract, again, this intensity that happens in the beginning. They could be, you know, all kinds of men in different costumes, but they are globbing onto you because you're giving them so much. But then, you know, after a while, it's not enough, and then they're nowhere. So I really would encourage you to look at the first phase and the second phase and what you're doing to slow, you need to slow down. You need to ask yourself, what is it that I want? What is it that I'm getting attracted to? And not getting caught up in that dynamic so that you can see things clear. So I hope that makes sense. Um, if any of you are like Jenny, and you find yourself falling into relationships you know aren't right for you and you don't trust yourself, then you need to slow down. And you have to gain more experience with just you know, dating lightly so that you're not in the relationship mode. A lot of um, clients, what I do is I give this exercise 
It's called the strength exercise. And it's a great way to kind of keep your eye on the ball and who it is that you are and not, you know, almost giving the value away to the person that you're with. And if you really see your value and you start trusting yourself, then others will too. And so what I encourage you, you know, write down three things that you love about yourself in these four categories. Your personality, what you love about yourself physically, what you offer in a relationship, and your talents and skills. And start making a list. You remember that old um, Saturday Night Live skip? I think it was Stuart Smalley. And he would look in the mirror and he'd say, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. It's <laughs> I mean, it was so funny at the time. I loved that skip. But really, there's truth to that. I mean, take a hard look in the mirror. What is it that you offer people? And stop giving kind of your value away to other people. Because when you know all that you are, you're going to attract healthier relationships. So again, being aware of these phases, you will get clarity on what it is you want because you deserve it. Enjoy the process of dating. Make dating fun. I once had a client ask me, well, how am I supposed to navigate this jungle out there? I said, well, the problem is, is that you're thinking of this as a jungle. What if you thought of it as a playground and that you could control who you play with and that it's fun and to enjoy it in the process? And there's nothing wrong, especially people who have been in relationship upon relationship, like serial relationship people. There's nothing wrong with learning how to date and dating a lot of people. Be that kid in the candy store. I mean, if you've only had a Hershey bar and a gobstopper, how, how do you know that you won't like a peppermint candy? You haven't tasted enough. Get more experience behind you so then you'll really have that clarity in the end and you'll attract something different. So thank you all for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every single day.